Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Sportsnet. I'm Manny the Fan. I'm your host, Wim Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors. I mean, you've heard this script before. They had a frustrating loss at home, losing by a score of 114 to 103 against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, look, I mean, we set this at the outset of the homestand. The Raptors had a six-game homestand here. This was um, supposed to be the final stand, right? Like, you're supposed to do something with this. If you want to avoid having this team broken up, if you want to have anything invested into this team, if you want to salvage the season, you need to do something in the six-game homestand. And the Raptors did win three of those uh, by beating Charlotte twice. And by the way, I missed the Charlotte Hornets. My God, were, were games fun when it was the Charlotte Hornets here. Um, you know, I, you know, of course, and then they beat Portland. Um, but, you know, you, you look at the result here, this was just... So frustrating because the Hawks were not playing well. The Hawks have also been the Eastern Conference team that has really tanked on the season, right? They're the other super disappointing result where they're under 500. Um, They're coming out of the second half of back-to-back on the road in your building. You've been home for like two weeks straight now. You got to do something here. Show something. Uh, That's the crowd going crazy because Simu Lu made one uh, mid-range jumper. Um, That's that's cool. Um, But, yeah, seriously, though, like – you're supposed to do something in this homestand. You're supposed to show something on this homestand. And just an abysmal product today, defensively, uh, so, so porous for the Raptors. I don't even know where to start. Uh, maybe I think you got to just start with the fact that they literally started the game down 18 to 2. How are you going to start the game down 18 to 2 in your building? 18 to 2, right? And this is a game where the Raptors, again, were favored. This is a game that, you know, they should win on paper. The Raptors are healthy. There's no excuse for that. There's no excuse. They've been playing well, of course, too. Like, there's, you know, not even just that it was the, the, the bad opponents, but the Raptors had found a good rhythm and stuff like that. Like, you got to do something better than what they did tonight. And, yeah, okay, so, yeah, 18-2 start. Um, really bad defensively. They had given up 69 points by halftime. Um, sharpened up towards the, in the second half. Nick Nurse had to change all his rotations, everything like that. And I think the end result is just kind of just like, this nasty jumbled product like it's you know again you lose a three-point battle the Hawks aren't even a prolific three-point shooting team but the Raptors still somehow lose to them right only made seven threes for 24 percent for Toronto the Hawks shoot 51 percent from the field 42 or 41 percent from three they don't miss free throws either you know they just consistently come down the floor and get decent shots and they just drive into the lane even though the Raptors have more size on paper the Atlanta's guards were just able to get into the paint anytime they wanted. Trey, obviously, very prolific on that front, but DeJounte Murray also able to get whatever he wants in the paint. And the two of those two guards there combined for 56 points uh, with 15 assists. Meanwhile, you look across the ledger on the Raptors' side, Fred and Gary had a combined 10 points with five assists. Like, it's just, just nasty, nasty, nasty stuff. And, you know, defensively, I think that's where the whole team didn't come out with any energy, but it also really sucks to see, you know, just a total inability to contain dribble penetration. You know, at one point in the first half, um, DeJounte Murray made four straight, or a, he, not four straight, but he made four jumpers right over Fred. And Fred's there. He's contesting. You know, he's got a hand up. He's not fouling. But DeJounte Murray has like six inches on him and he's jumping. He doesn't even see Fred. He's just shooting over the top of him. Knocked down a corner three. You know, all that kind of stuff is just very, very, very annoying to, to watch this game. And of course, that wasn't the only issue, but it's also like, damn, Fred started, you know, getting hunted by Trey Young towards the end of the, you know, the half. You know, Trey was literally calling over DeJounte to get the screen to force a switch so that he could then walk past Fred for push shots. Fred just has to be so much better than this. Like, 
I, I mean, listen, we've had the Fred conversation. We've talked it to death. And, you know, we, we've been everywhere with this thing because obviously he's been sort of like more chaotic and more erratic with it. But this has got to be the worst performance we've seen from Fred this season. Three points on one of nine shooting, one of six from three. Really bad defensively, as I mentioned. Murray and Trey having their way with them. Um, went to the bench early uh, in the game and then went to the tunnel for about a minute. I wasn't sure what was going on there. You know, they and then looked at him and, okay, I think he was okay, I guess, but to return. But he only plays 25 minutes. Gary doesn't do much better. I mean, defensively, Gary put up more effort. But to be honest, like, it doesn't matter to me. When the Hawks are intentionally seeking out another guy, that's the bigger issue. Like, they think the biggest advantage is attacking Fred, and they were right to think that way. But Gary also gives you nothing offensively. Um, you know, had a steal for a dunk, you know, whatever. But just just nasty stuff. And then, yeah, your forwards didn't do much better for you either. I got to say Atlanta with their, you know, um, with, with their starting group did a really good job defensively. They had a lot of size just corralling the paint between John Collins, Onyeka Onkongwu, and, uh, you know, DeAndre Hunter. The two, the three of them really did a great job of protecting the basket collectively. When they got guys off the bench, they were really solid. They got, you know, some good co- contributions from Jalen Johnson, who was able to bring in some athleticism. At, um, but even guys like, you know, A.J. Griffin and Aaron Holiday, these guys were able to penetrate, attack, break down the Raptors' defense. And, yeah, that was just the thing. Was just Their perimeter defense was just so bad. You know, like, ultimately, you need better guard play. And, you know, and, you know there's it's not like the Raptors can just play without guards. But at the same time, towards the end of the game, that's what Nick Nurse decided. You know, he's like, look, I'm looking. I'm going to be realistic about this situation. The only thing we can really do is play five forwards. And he started doing that. And he, he actually tried to finish the game with just five forwards because he had on Pascal, OG, Scotty with Chris Boucher and Precious Achua. And he was just trying to ride that group out. And listen, those were just his five guys, but also it made sense. Like, where the Raptors could have done a better job is you have five guys, you switch everything, you contain, you, you keep the ball in front, and you force Atlanta's guards, small guards, to shoot over top of length. That's how the Raptors beat Atlanta by, like, a million points when Atlanta last came into this building, uh, I think, on on Halloween, okay? And, of course, the Raptors then went to Atlanta. They lost at the buzzer, you know. Um, you know, there was that missed layup, and then there was the... the, the uh, just a complete, horribly botched defensive play at the end there. But at least that game was close. This game wasn't even close. Atlanta held the lead the entire time, looked so comfortable, walked into all their shots. And I'm just thinking, where is the formula that you used to win the game or at least compete in the previous game before that? Like, you need, first off, you need your guards to show you something, right? And, of course, Nick was at least prudent and limited the minutes of Fred Amelie and Gary Trent, who only played 25 and 20 minutes apiece. Obviously, those guys are usually in the high 30s. Um but you just have to, uh, okay, at least you see if they have something. If they don't have anything, you got to pivot, right? And that's where I thought it didn't really feel like the Raptors really tried to impose their length on this game at all. Like, you know, I think defensively, it, I think the problem started there. There's no doubt. Um, you know, Atlanta is not a good offensive club, um, despite the fact that they have some pretty dynamic offensive players, obviously with Trey and, and to a lesser extent Murray. And you got to give the Hawks some credit too because they did make a lot of mid-range pull-ups. And those are obviously shots that you normally would like to give up and try to concede. But at the same time, like, you know what? They're also a team that can really make them. And the way you sort of prevent those is by actually containing dribble penetration, keeping the ball in front, and doing a better job on the defensive end. And that's where, to me, it's just been so disappointing watching the Raptors time after time at home in their own building, not even showing up on on, on defense. Like, at minimum, you got to show up on defense at home, right? Like, this... 
like this wasn't like an outrageous score because we've seen the Raptors give up like 125, 126, like 120 plus is, a, is the usual benchmark of like, this is just terrible defense. They only gave up 114 today, but Atlanta got everything that they wanted, everything that they wanted throughout the course of the game. And only time when the Raptors did a better job defensively was when they put out the five forwards together. And look, you know what? Kudos to Nick for going to that at the end of the game, but at the same time, you wanted to see it more throughout the course of the game. And yeah, I don't know, man. It's 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 weird because you you have that little modicum of success. You got the whole bench thing going. It's like, oh, you know, cool. You know, playing the zone with the bench, and then starters doing their thing. And they make the quick subs with you know Christian and 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 Wancho coming in, all that kind of stuff. It it's just none of it worked. It's like as soon as they got punched in the face, like everything started panicking. You know, the decision started panicking. Nick took an early tech. You know, uh, Scotty took a tech. All of that was just complaining of the officials. Um, their defense was never really ever set. And then, of course, you know, once they um, got into the game, the rotation started getting real jumbled up. You know, guys got into a bit of foul trouble, but mostly they just started jumbling the rotations. I thought, for example, in the two games that the Raptors have played against Atlanta, I thought Christian has played well in both those games. You need a guy who can protect the rim, especially if you're going to bleed all those drives. But Christian barely plays in this game. Seven minutes, you know, two rebounds, doesn't even see time in the second half. What's happening there, right? Um, you know, Wancho playing a ton of minutes. Okay, that's fine. I guess his energy is strong. But, like, it's just, I, it's, I'm almost, I'm sorry. I'm struggling to even recap this game because it's that, it's that annoying to watch some of these performances. Like, I could understand you come out and you compete and, and you really give your best effort and it doesn't work out. Like, that happens. That's sports, right? But to these no-shows where they're just completely floundering and they're trying to catch up, like, that's just a horrible product to watch. So often it's just a horrible product to watch. And that's where it's just like, what is going on with this team? You know they're better than this. Like, I'm not saying that they're a great team, but they're capable of not just, like, you know, wetting themselves. And they do that so often. And they just, you know, you, you have these possessions where it kind of goes nowhere. And, and look, it, it's just... It's tough to see. It really is tough to see. You know, when you're down 18-2, to two, I, I don't even know what you really say. And you, and you have so many defensive breakdowns. And, you know, you can sort of count, obviously, throughout the game, this is going to be some bad plays. But at one point, this is how bad it got. At one point, the Raptors were in a zone zone coverage, right? And, so, and, the, and this is the fourth quarter, too. They're, they're in a zone coverage in the fourth quarter. They're losing this game. And Onyeka Okongwu literally, is, he's just, he's not involved in the play. He's the last man to join the play, and then he just keeps on walking. Like, I'm not even exaggerating. He walked through the lane, completely uncovered, and then he caught the ball and dunked it. Like, that's how bad the defense was. And that's where I'm just like, you know, you just have to do a better job. There's no way you can offer this as a credible product to people at home. Like, people pay money on the weekend to come see this. Um, but, yeah, listen, en enough griping, really. Um, it is what it is. The Raptors lose. Um, and, and if you want some positives, I thought Scotty Barnes' performance is very positive. I love the way he showed energy in this game. Um, obviously, when you're down like this and your main guys are all, I mean, your main guys in terms of Pascal and, and Fred, right? These are the guys that are really look to carry the load most those nights when they're both struggling. And Fred, obviously, just abominable. Um, but even Pascal, 15 points on 5 or 16 shooting, was not playing well ends up fouling out of this game. Um, you need to see something from your rest of the guys. And I, I like the response from Scotty. A lot of it was hard cuts to the basket. Um, Pascal driving, just seeing consistently two guys walling him off, three guys walling him off. Scotty making that off-ball cut. 
Um, that was a large source of their offense for the third quarter there, where the Raptors, again, came out really flat to start the third, even though they were down at halftime. And so overall, I like Scotty's energy. Um, I think this is a good matchup for Scotty. Obviously, uh, with Pascal seeing two defenders, um, you know, there is an advantage. But also at the same time, I just think Scotty likes the matchup. There's a lot of physicality in this um, Atlanta Hawks team tonight. They played with a lot of force, and I think Scotty was kind of the only guy who kind of met that force uh, among the starting group. I mean, like, OG got it going a little bit late, but it was a little bit too late. Uh, it was OG with the bench group for the fourth quarter there. Um, so it, it's, it seemed like Nick just completely abandoned Gary, uh, uh, Just, which, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, it wasn't like Gary was playing well, but, you know, we have seen other players, notably Fred, continue to get rope even when they struggle. Uh, so it was OG with the bench group, which is kind of in place of Gary, uh, and OG got it going late. But, yeah, it was really just Scotty, you know. And I appreciate the fact that he was a battering ram. Like, this guy just sacrificed his body, took it hard, pushed the ball in transition in every given opportunity. And, listen, you know, this was not an easy night. Like, I, there, there are nights where, you know, the Raptors are struggling and, and Scotty doesn't necessarily contribute. And, and towards stopping the bleeding, this was not one of those nights. I thought this was the night where he took a lot of leadership and tried to take a lot of uh, accountability of the situation. Not like taking over the play time and time again and scoring. That's not really in his game right now outside of a few fourth quarter pushes. Um, but I just thought that his aggressiveness and his mindset was strong most of the night. And defensively, I didn't think he had any issues. Uh, maybe if I go back and look at the film and, you know, there are things that pop up. But just upon first viewing here, um, that didn't seem to be the issue. I think the issue is clearly the guards weren't really in um, place to contain the dribble penetration. And that kind of just consistently had left the Raptors either in rotation or just not being able to close out. Um, at the basket because there were just a numerical disadvantage. And obviously, Trey so got to throw in the lob too. Like, you're worried because you can't just give up the dribble or pen- penetration and not, you know, and, and rotate over and, and not be punished when he's also able to throw the lob so well to whoever the big is in the dunker spot. So, credit to Scotty. That was a positive. I thought the bench was a positive. You know, I thought um, Chris Boucher and Precious Achua uh, paired well together off the bench. Uh, it's rare to see guys with pluses in their uh, tallies, but. You know, Chris did well. Precious did well. Um, even Malachi did well. Malachi, I mean, again, like the guards were so bad in terms of the starters that like Malachi coming in was actually a relief, which is something I don't think I've ever said this season. But Malachi coming in and really gave, giving them something, you know, immediately after Fred checked out the game, when they were down like 18 to 2 or whatever, they started making a mini run to sort of half that disadvantage. Malachi knocking down a three. Malachi with the driving layup as well. So, you know, I thought he played decently, kept the team organized. Um, that's what Nick has sort of been praising him about today was just pregame was just talking about how Malachi has done a decent job of keeping the bench organized. And listen, the bench could use some organization. There's some chaotic characters on that bench, right? You know, obviously, Chris and Precious can be prone to be erratic. However, um, you know, I, I, I think all three of those guys, Chris, Precious and Malachi played well, played their roles well. And, you know, what Precious was a lot of getting on the offensive glass. Um, a lot of hard cuts to the basket, knocking down his free throws as well. Just a really aggressive game. And also defensively, I thought he, he played you know really well, even when Atlanta made some tough mid-range jumpers in the fourth quarter to sort of keep themselves from collapsing fully. Um, you know, that, that, that was Precious keeping the ball in front and forcing a DeJounte Murray to pull up on a dime and shoot over the top of a longer defender. I mean, like, you'll live with those shots. You'll live with that way more than a, a, a guy just blowing past on the perimeter and touching the paint and forcing someone to scramble over and keeping the whole defense off balance. Like, that's keeping the ball in front and forcing them to a tough shot. And listen, they have tough shot makers. 
you know, they can make those. But if, if that was how the game went, the Raptors probably could have won this game. You know, so I thought Precious came in and gave you a great effort on both ends of the floor. And I thought Chris, you know, especially the fourth quarter, a lot of that was just Chris Boucher getting on the offensive glass, finishing opportunities, uh, a, a bit of a YOLO three in transition, which was important. Another, you know, corner three, which was super huge because OG had missed a wide open corner look right before that. But the Raptors were able to win the tip out, give it to Chris in the corner. He knocked it down a steal as well in transition. So like a lot of the stuff that Chris was doing was great and his energy was strong and, and, you know, Nick decided to close the game with him. I mean, listen, I think there should have been a riot if he didn't close the game with him. Like he was playing that well and his energy was sort of fueling the comeback. But again, like you just, you just look at the overall picture and it was just like, it just wasn't enough. You know, it just wasn't enough. The Raptors were never a threat from three. Um, You know, their guards obviously not being able to play really, really impacted that. I mean, this is probably the worst outing we've ever seen from Fred and Gary combined. And the fact that they only played, you know, 20 odd minutes both of them is not like oh they didn't get a chance to contribute when they're on the floor they were actively getting torched and so it's, it's just it's just disappointing man i just it's disappointing this was not a game where you looked at vision six nine and you were like that doesn't work it, it felt like they in fact they should have just played more six nine guys on the floor at all times because atlanta's guards were just able to to just have their way and it's just disappointing to watch and listen you got to give atlanta some credit of course you know, they made tough shots, right? Griffin came off the bench, made two threes. Trey made a deep three at the end of the third quarter. That really was demoralizing. Um, you know, uh, a lot of their guys made mid-range jumpers. You know, John Collins started making, like, jab step mellow jumpers, which was like, what? Um, <laughs> what's going on there? You know, and, and guys were making shots. But ultimately, like, the, the Raptors could have done a much better job defensively. And then offensively, you didn't even get to that portion where it's just like, where, where was the offense tonight? Like, Pascal, I didn't think he got into a good rhythm. Couldn't knock it down from the outside. Um, you know, he was 0 for 4 from 3. There were a couple of important plays where he just wasn't able to make in the third quarter there where the Raptors were kind of coming on a comeback. Not really. Like, the comebacks was like, oh, we cut it from 15 to 7. That was the kind of comeback. But they really wouldn't be able to come over the top and actually break through that barrier because of the fact that you had a lot of missed opportunities. And, you know, for Pascal, a lot of plays were, like, in transition, missing a layup, um, on a cut to the basket, missing a layup, you know, wide open, pick and pop three, missing the top three, like, stuff like that where it's just like you need, obviously, your top guys to be able to make those for you. Now, of course, Pascal has been the Raptors' best player. It's not even close all season. But at the same time, one of these games, when it happens, you're like, it's very noticeable. It's like, damn, when he's just regular or when he plays like a, like a C game rather than like a B plus or an A, which has been the whole season for Pascal. It just, it's just very clear. Like no one else is really there to pick up the slack. Um, and of course, you know, honestly, that might be a better way to evaluate this game. In terms of just giving letter grades, shout out to Raptors Republic with the quick reaction. I, I might just have to steal a page from that one because when you're looking at across the board, Pascal gave you like a, like a C minus, Right for his standards, that's a C minus. Fifteen point seven rebounds, six assists, five of sixteen shooting, zero four from three. I think it was more just the timing of it too. You know, missing some free throws as well. Just the timing of some of the shots. It, you really needed your guy to come in and just like break Atlanta's momentum and, and sort of like force the game back in Toronto's favor. And Pascal has that ability. And of course, Atlanta was covering him two guys, three guys sometimes. But you just needed more, and we've seen more from him this year. He just didn't give it. You know, OG I would say was probably like I don't know, man. B minus, you know, I, I didn't think it had a big impact on the game defensively. I just didn't think that, you know, the Raptors were able to get their defensive matchups right. And that's also another thing on, 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 on Nick, which is just like, I didn't think the defensive matchups were right. Like, first off, Fred should have been guarding Hunter. And you should have had, you know, Scotty and, and OG cover Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. Um, 
if you do see Fred on the perimeter players and they call over for a screen, you should switch that screen. And then you have Fred scramble off that screen uh, with an off ball switch to, again, keep him out of the dribble penetration, you know, and stop having him guard the ball. It just didn't make sense in this one. Like, anyway, um, so OG, I would say, was, honestly, I'm going to leave that. It's a C plus. It's a very average game for OG. You needed some more threes from him. Um, you know, I, I just didn't think you saw that from him tonight. Scotty gave you, you know, an A. This is an A. Uh, 12, 27 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, three steals, a block. Did everything he could. Everything to chan- the one the chances were in Scotty's hands. He was forcing the action. You know, missed a couple chances late, but generally speaking, a very efficient game. He was the major threat to Atlanta on that front, and you know, he was able to to play through a lot of that contact and either draw fouls or 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 finish. You know, and that was a big thing. Fred, that's an F minus. Is F minus even a thing? That's an F minus, man. Um, Gary Trent, that's another F. Like I, I don't know what was specifically happening. I didn't see an injury or anything. He just didn't play. And just didn't have any rope. Chris, I think, give you a, a an A for his standards of late. That's an A. I think, he, obviously, you can play this level of energy more regularly. And I think Nick will be thrilled to see that. But, you know, ultimately, he, he brought it tonight. And uh, he was a big part of the fourth quarter comeback. So he's getting an A. Wancho, 16 minutes, three points. I, I mean, look, it's not fair to cr- critique him on, like, threes made or not made. But a lot of times, he's left wide open because, you know, he's not known as a shooter. Um, and... You know, the ball rotates to him at the top and like the Raptors had beaten the defense. And now you just got to convert and he misses those threes. It is a deflating feeling. There was a big three there. And again, it's, it's not fair to, to, to like expect him to shoot two or two from three and then knock him when he's one of two from three. Like, but at the same time, there is like a momentum feeling aspect where the Raptors try to set everything up and then you don't convert there. You know, it, it did feel a little bit deflating to me, at least. Um, Precious B plus. Um you know, I, th- I think it's been great to see him play 27 minutes. Nick's message pregame was like, oh, Precious, you know, we want to get him more minutes, but we need to see more conditioning out of him. Uh, and he's not 100% yet. Well, the fact that he played 27 minutes was a great sign. Um, played the end of the first half uh, with the starters. I think he might have played the entire second quarter, which is a really encouraging sign. If you can play a full quarter, I think your conditioning is pretty solid. Um, and he played in place of Gary Trent um, for the end of the first half, and he was joining the starters there. And then in the fourth quarter, he also played the entire fourth quarter, and he came in early in the third quarter as well. So, yeah, 27 minutes is a really promising sign. I like the physicality they play with. Went to the rim, got on the offensive glass. Um, you know, a couple plays there where he there's a late drive where he, the Raptors are down seven. Um, Precious drove the lane. And had Chris Boucher on the dump off or the shovel pass because it was a two on one. And instead, he forced a shot, got contested, missed it. The Raptors don't get the offensive rebound, and the, the, the Hawks go the other way. And I think DeJounte Murray knocks down a three or something. And it's just like, damn, that could have been a five point game with your defense set versus the game is over. You know, so there are a couple of other plays. So that's what's kind of keeping him from an A. But this is a B plus performance for Precious. Good to see his conditioning back. Christian playing only playing seven minutes. I really don't get it. I mean, I understand in the previous games where Raptors played Atlanta, they had Clint Capella, and so maybe there were Knicks thinking, okay, Christian matches Clint Capella, who is obviously a sort of a like-for-like kind of coverage. But I just think you could have used Christian a little bit more in this sort of coverage in this game. Like, you really needed somebody to protect the basket. And, um, yeah, I don't know. He's your best rim protector still. And he's been playing really well in the last three games as well in terms of, well, not really well, sorry. He's been playing decently. He played really well against Portland. He played well in the first game against Charlotte. Didn't play much in the second game against Charlotte because he got in foul trouble. But 
I want to see more from Christian today. I thought he had a bigger role to play. He wasn't like he was in foul trouble. He just didn't even play. Only seven minutes and no fouls. Um, so that's incomplete for me. But I think he should have played more. And then Malachi, this is a B. Like, I'll take it, right? Like, he, you know, obviously he, he scored, which is nice. Um, but I also thought he made good decisions with the ball and, and scrapped a couple of times. So he, he wasn't the issue. It's just disappointing. Like, again, like, I, I hate to sort of, like, have these sort of whiny post games, but sometimes you watch a game like that, and that's the only reasonable reaction um, that you can really have to a performance like that. Sorry about that. A bit of an intrusion here. Kind of all over the place with the recording tonight. But, uh, yeah, in order to wrap up the show, um, your three stars from this performance. Uh, Scotty's going to be your first star, 27 points, 12 rebounds, two assists, three steals, a block. Uh, efficient from the field. Was the only starter who played above his capabilities so you got to hand it to him. Your second star is Chris Boucher, 13 points, five rebounds, two steals off the bench. And, of course, his tag team partner, um, uh, Precious Achua, 14 points, four rebounds, and assisted steal. Uh, it was great to see in terms of those two guys getting their rhythm back and their rotation and, and their cohesiveness back. They play really well together, and that was a lot of last season was the Raptors sort of using those two to supplement the starters. It changes the style of play because obviously none of the starters really play like Chris or Precious, but they have a really additive effect. They play hard. They, they come in with a lot of energy, a lot of athleticism. They, 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 they play with force. And, uh, yeah, ultimately, you know, um, they were able to return to that formula. Did that help the Raptors win this game? No. But they were positive presences that at least kept the Raptors uh, competitive until the end where they ultimately collapsed. Uh, in terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, you can go a lot of places with this one. I'm probably going to... I don't even know, man. I, I, I'll give it to I'll give it to AJ Griffin. You know, not only did he hit that game-winning layup last time, but I thought he just came in and made a bunch of tough shots. A little floater game, made knockdown three three. Some of those were contested as well. Played good defense. Twenty two minutes off the bench. Thirteen points yeah, uh, for AJ Griffin, who is a rookie but doesn't play like a rookie at all. He just knows his role, comes in, knocks it down, isn't afraid, takes the right shots, and um, yeah, damn, he's burned us a couple of times here, man. It's uh, it's impressive for him. But at the same time, it's, you know, the Raptors just got to do a better job guarding the ball. So that's the big takeaway. Just play some defense. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm sorry again that this, this podcast was a little noisy in the background. Had to jump around, change locations a little bit midway through the recording. Sorry that it was angsty. But I don't know. This was just genuinely, like, one of the more frustrating games of the entire season. And that's saying a lot when there's been a lot of those. So... Thanks everyone for listening. Rate, review, subscribe, and uh, I'll be back on Monday to recap another game.